Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 748. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the market and the recent pullbacks have gotten people a little bit on edge and I wanted to talk about where I think we're going. First of all, there are so many things going on in the markets. It's almost like we have two completely separate markets. In fact, I was sharing this with the VIP Experience members last week that the small companies represented by the Russell 2000, are still down around 28% for the year, whereas NASDAQ is up 17% for the year. But on top of that, just a handful of companies are really driving all of NASDAQ. Just five or six companies are really getting all of the assets and their prices are increasing so much, leaving the rest of 3,300 NASDAQ companies behind. So it's really a tale of maybe six stocks in the entire stock market that's driving the S&P higher, that's driving NASDAQ higher. And that's really scary when you have everything relying on about six stocks. So no wonder people feel scared and are worried that the market's going to crash and people are still really bearish, even though the S&P 500 is almost back to even and we've made a lot of progress. So what's really going on? Well, right now in California, we're having another complete shutdown. This week, the governor again closed all the restaurants, bars, nail salons, hair salons, etc. So everything is shut down in the economy once again. And that's happening in several other states as well. Meanwhile, we have Congress talking about another round of stimulus. And I think that will be voted on after July 20th and will be approved by the end of the month. We don't really have details on how much that might be. There are rumors, but I haven't heard anything definite that I want to report. So we're back to where we were earlier in the year in that sense. And yet we have some stocks massively more expensive. I explain it this way. When I say stocks are expensive, I don't mean that their price has just gone up. I mean that the way that you value a company or estimate its proper value is on how much you're going to pay for a dollar of future earnings. So let's say if you have a price to earnings ratio of 20, and by the way, the average over the long term is roughly about 15 to 16 for the average PE on the average stock, let's say. So if you have a PE of 20, that's above average, meaning it's a more expensive valuation. But what it's really saying is on average, you'll pay $16 for $1 of earnings. When a PE ratio goes to 20, it means you'll pay $20 for $1 of future earnings of that company. But when a PE ratio has gone to 60 or 100, as in some cases of these high flying tech stocks, that means you're paying $60 
for $1 of future earnings or $100 for $1 of future earnings. So you see the numbers don't really add up and that's where it starts to get very scary and that's where we talk about the market being frothy and similar to the year 2000 in some cases. So we really have to be careful about that handful of tech companies that are really just out in front with these extremely high multiples, but more importantly, they've gathered all the assets. And so I do see that we will have a pullback in NASDAQ probably starting in August, going into September. That's where I'm really seeing that we do have the reconciliation I've been talking about. But prior to that, I actually still see this speculation continuing. I see that more money is going to come into the market at these higher levels because some people are going to throw in the towel and invest at the higher levels. That's usually what people do. They feel more confident coming in after the market's already run up rather than buying after the market has dropped significantly. Whereas I always feel the risk is lower when the market's already crashed. It's already down so low, it's unlikely to go much lower and it's more likely to rebound and at least have a dead cat bounce. Whereas when the markets are high and you've already had all of that performance behind you, kind of like where we are now, well, it's getting riskier and riskier because there has to be some sort of a pullback to get more fear in the market again. And that's just how markets work. So while I was super bullish at the bottom and telling my people to buy, buy, buy at the bottom, now I'm saying, well, the easy money has been made and we are setting up for, I think, some spectacular speculation here that will lead to a pullback in the market that people have been looking for. And I do think some of that is the reconciliation I talked about in my stock market forecast episode, where I said somewhere around September, we're going to have to reconcile with reality. And that means that real earnings numbers are coming out and we have to look at what are the real valuations with the real numbers. Because if the real valuations are a lot higher than the real numbers, maybe the market will have to drop more than 10% and have a more serious correction again. So having said that and trying to avoid investing in those five or six companies right at the top and maybe waiting for a more important pullback and entry point to buy some of those companies if you want to, I think what looks really attractive right now are the miners again. We were out of the miners for a while while they were declining. We are back into the mining companies now that it's seasonally favorable again for the miners. July typically is when gold and silver miners start to do well for the year. And that's because they generally go up between July and February and they can decline between March and June. So the miners look very strong here and we're happy to be back invested in them. Gold and silver looking like they want to go much higher. And that's really corresponding with the dollar weakening. The dollar really is the story this year. As I've been saying, this market is really about the dollar and debt. And if your financial advisor isn't explaining that to you, then you're missing the real story in this market. The real story is the dollar strengthening, which caused the stock market to drop earlier in the year in March, and the dollar declining, 
which has caused the stock market to increase. Along with that, massive debt being issued by corporations and by the government are what's backstopping a lot of other debt. So it's debt created to backstop the debt. So massive debt is being created and we are in a debt bubble, as well as a stock market bubble and a housing bubble. Meanwhile, we are starting a recession and that is going to change some of the valuations of these bubbles. The recession means lower earnings for companies, it means more unemployment, which will impact housing because housing is affected by unemployment and the more people that lose their jobs, the fewer people who will be able to afford to buy a home. So I have said and do agree that this is the best time to sell a home, but not the best time to buy a home. I think later next year will be a better time to buy a home since we're just starting our recession and they typically go from one to three years. We also have the market being supported by government programs that are preventing foreclosures right now. So that limits supply on the market and it keeps the price of housing up as well as interest rates at zero are keeping the price of housing and the price of debt higher. I think September is when we deal with our debt and the dollar and those issues come to a head, but we'll see. In the meantime, I do think we're going to continue this upward trend in the market, get very frothy and speculative in a blow off top as we reach new highs on the S&P 500, NASDAQ, etc., and then have our pullback from August into September, maybe ending in early October. So while we've enjoyed this time of being in the chasm, being in fantasy land, being separated from reality of the numbers, because we didn't have any numbers, we had a complete shutdown, we will have that reconciliation coming in August and September. So that's what I'm looking for. And that's why I'm recommending that you be tactical this year, because the market could easily be 10 to 30% too high in August and September. And that's another reason why I love being in some alternate sectors like the miners and like cannabis, which I also think is looking poised to do extremely well. Our cannabis stocks are taking off and it looks like they've done really well through the shutdown because many of those companies were considered essential and were allowed to stay open. The earnings on some of those companies are amazing. Some at 70% growth, some at 300% growth. The numbers coming in for some of the cannabis companies are very, very impressive. So we have sectors in the market that continue to do well, technology, cannabis, miners, etc. And we have the smaller businesses that are continuing to struggle. I'm sure there's some hidden gems in there in the smaller companies that will emerge. But right now they're all getting painted with a broad brush of not being able to survive through this very well. And I think we shouldn't sell out the small businesses. They can adapt they're like a little speedboat. They're able to turn around quickly. Unlike the big tankers that are bigger companies, the small boats, they can adapt to selling more online. They can get new products and change their business model and they can do many things quickly. So I'm hoping that small business will make a good turn here 
and recoup some of that 28% loss that they have sat with while technology has been moving higher and higher. Now, I did talk about the quantum age, and I do think we are in a transitional economy to a more automated technological age. So I do see that's why technology is leading us. But the problem is it's only a handful of technology companies right now, and we really need that to broaden out. We really need that to be a stronger, broader technology shift than just a handful of technology companies. So I think we will see some more technologies emerge as the new thing and the new surprising technology that we hadn't expected, whether that's robotics, whether that's cloud-based computing or semiconductors or whatever that might be. I think we will see some new technologies come out Maybe it's the electronic vehicles and the batteries, but we'll see. There should be some new things emerging that will capture people's attention and capture their investment dollars and broaden the technology rally. Because going to just the same handful of five or six companies, well, in the past when that's happened, it's signaled a topping process. So we'll keep our eye on that. We'll watch, but... We're also looking for some new other exciting things that will come out of this that we hadn't been expecting. In the meantime, if the VIP experience is something you're interested in, we do have a summer special going on, and you can check that out on our VIP experience page at my website, lindapjones.com. Just scroll on the homepage. There is a section, what is the VIP experience, and it tells you all about it and gives you the discount code. If you'd like to come in, be a member, and have lifetime access. And this summer, we also have the Summer Sizzle Review Contest, where you can win one of 25 prizes. 10 of my Wealth Heiress books signed by me will be given away, as well as 10 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197, and five one-on-one wealth mentoring sessions with me for 30 minutes. All you need to do is leave a review for the podcast on iTunes. That will get your name in the drawing one time. And if you have an Android phone, leave your review for Be Wealthy and Smart at stitcher.com. It's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. That will get your name in the drawing one time. And if you've read the Wealth Heiress book and you leave a book review on Amazon, that will get your name in the drawing two times. And winners will be announced on August 31st. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.